the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. I have a big event coming up tonight in the Barry area at Walnut Creek. It's income in retirement. Ten pillars of basically the things you have to know about how to set up your income in retirement um, and how you plan for it. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton. Talking about retirement, it kind of brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts. I think we all automatically think about our parents, how they did it, how they didn't do it. And then we start thinking about where we are now in the Bay Area, very different than the way my parents were brought up. My dad was in the military, basically could afford to retire because he had a nice pension. Yep. But in the Bay Area, you're sometimes house rich and cash poor. Sometimes you're an independent contractor, so you don't have access to that 401k. Sometimes you get stock options and you get these big tax issues thrown at you, and uh, you have to plan on your own self to figure out the moves that you need to do in retirement. What are some of the challenges that the Bay Area brings up for retirement? Well, I think you nailed it. It's cost. I mean, it's it's be, with the state income taxes, it's one of the most expensive places to earn money. And like I said before, it's a great place to pass away with money because the state doesn't have the estate tax. Also, another negative about the state is it's got very high sales taxes. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, that's you know one of the reasons why we have an office in Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the bridge from Portland, Oregon. The people that you know get to work in Washington, they have no state income tax. Those are, there's a sales tax, but you can cross the bridge into Oregon and avoid the sales tax, and everybody's got a friend with a truck that you buy big items with, right? That, that Costco on the other side of the river is uh, very busy. It's one of the busiest in the nations. That's interesting. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the independent contractors in the Bay Area. What should they be doing? Because they're not getting you know, the HR department talking about the 401k. Well, it used to be easier because a lot of people that were independent contractors, they would just simply get a 1099, right? You get paid sure. at the end of the year, you get a 1099, which means you're free to do a lot of different things. You can do an individual 401k, which means you can put in your maximum salary deferral plus... Um, a profit sharing amount on your own business, which it tends to be about 18% of your net business income. There's a calculation that's involved with self-employment tax. 
Um, it looks like it's 25%. It's usually 18 to 25% on top of your deferral. So you can do a lot on your own. If you're over 50, you can also do, well, even under 50. But if you're, you know, self-employed and you're, you're trying to put away even more than that, which if you can, hey, you're lucky, you know, you're, you're better than most of America, right? Sure. I mean, most Americans can't afford to max out their 401k, let alone a profit share, let alone more on top of that. But there's defined benefit plans where we have people putting six figures away into these things pre-tax every year because you're creating your own pension plan. And then you just invest it in a normal, um, you know, in a normal way. Stocks, no-load funds, ETFs, things like that. Um, but it's, it's the idea that if you do go self-employed, if you're trying to go that route, you've got to make 30% more than what you're making now in order to make up for your self-employment tax and all the benefits that you're getting from your employer right now. I used to say, uh, you know, doing radio, you go through phases where you say the same exact thing for a year, and then you forget about it. Yeah. One of the things I used to say pretty regularly was, uh, if you can, marry someone who's an entrepreneur while you work at IBM or Intel. So one of you gets the big company benefits, and one of you gets the flexibility of starting your own business, creating your own business. Um, one gets big write-offs, one doesn't get big write-offs, one gets great health care, one doesn't get great health care. Right. So along those lines. The thing, though, that I see sometimes in that situation, if you have that, that, that opportunity, when if the person has the opportunity to go be an entrepreneur, yep. you've got to go 100%. I see, I see too many people, I was actually talking with a client, and this is a very unusual situation because they're very young and very diligent savers, so they're ahead of the game. And I was trying to show um, this client of mine that, look, you have enough assets to take two years off. So if you're going to go through this business and you're going to give yourself a year, stop working at this other company and then doing this on the side. Go 100% at it for a year or two. Otherwise, you're going to have some major regrets later in life if it fails because you only did it part-time for a year. So sometimes if you have some sort of a business plan or whatever it may be that's really good or you want to do a startup, you might have to save a year or two, maybe three in order to create a cushion so that you can go for it 100% because very few businesses are created when somebody just tried to do it part-time, right? When I started my investment advisory business, year one was pretty miserable. Year two was kind of break-even. Year three kind of started making money. Yeah. So you do have to have plan for that. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. While there, there's great downloads. One of them would be the mentioned 10 Pillars of Retirement Planning Income Strategies. You can find that at his website, newfocusfinancial.com. Now, Chad, what are we going to be talking about tonight in Walnut Creek 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar? 10 key things, and, and they're all really kind of, um, you know, I guess you use the term intertwined, right? Sure. Um, they, they all are tied together. For example, you know, we talk about having enough safe money. But in order to calculate the safe money, you have to first go through the, the process of maximizing Social Security for you and you and your spouse. Um, and you also have to go through the, the, the exercise before you do that to figure out which accounts did you draw from first. Um, so a lot of it has to do with fighting the IRA tax trap. And that's a term a lot of people might have seen uh, Ed Slot on public television. He's a CPA that, that talks about you have this IRA. You have all of this money that you've socked away pre-tax. People don't realize, Rob, we are in the lowest tax environment that I've ever seen. I mean, I've been in the business for 22 years. When I got a business, capital gains were 27%. Right right now, there is a 0% capital gains bracket if you're in a 15% or lower bracket. Okay, So there is such thing. It's kind of hard to explain on radio, but there is a 0% capital gains bracket. And then you can have enough income from your itemized deductions plus about 80 grand as a married couple filing jointly and still be at a 15% federal bracket. 
So a lot of people hold off on their IRAs, and we talk about when you should draw on your IRAs versus convert your IRAs to a Roth. Um, you know, yesterday I gave an example at uh, Michelle's Lerman event, and um, there was there was this lady I was working with, and she she had a huge pension. She wanted to give a pension to her granddaughter, and she realized that pensions weren't around anymore. So she had this IRA, and she was starting to have to take required minimum distributions. She didn't even need the money. She was in pretty good shape because of her pensions. So she decided to convert her $200,000 IRA to a Roth, pay the taxes now. If that grew at 5% a year for the next 20 years, it would leave about five hundred and thirty grand for her granddaughter, which could roll it into an inherited Roth IRA and have tax-free growth over her lifetime. Tax-free. Forever. Multiple generations possible if you name the beneficiaries the right way. So it's, there's, some, there's some good stuff out there for sure. Okay. Um, so tonight, six. What time are we doing this event? 6.30. 6.30 to 9. Water Creek Marriott. You can sign up at robblack.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Um, one of the things I'll be talking about is you know, taking a look at current market conditions. And my, have they changed a lot since the start of the year, just based on the dollar. Oh, yes. Yeah, my currency hedged international ETFs have just been amazing the last month and a half, two months. I don't think I'm, and again, I don't think I've seen a move this fast with the euro basically collapsing to parity with the dollar. Gosh, it was, it was almost, it was written, it was there. I mean, it's like everybody knows it's going to happen. When are they going to announce it? Once they announce it, the euro is going to drop. I mean, it was, it was getting to the point though where everybody was saying it, Rob. I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be wrong. But it worked out so far. So that's CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm real about to sit tonight. Flashlights are falling to the light. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Doing an event tonight, and I always regret these Thursday night events because I, I always forget that I get up early. So I'll be pretty stretched tonight. Marriott, Walnut Creek, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income, planning with CFP, Chad Burton, 630 to 9. You can sign up at robblack.com, doing some tax-efficient investing, Social Security benefits, outliving your savings, and much, much more. Sign up at robblack.com. It's tonight in Walnut Creek. I don't get out that far in the East Bay, but maybe once or twice a year. So this is your chance to jump on it, so to speak. And who doesn't like jumping on it? Um, one of the things that I always find interesting, Mr. Burton. Oops. Yes. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. Lehman Brothers came out with a survey earlier this week where they talked about, they talked to investors. Mm-hmm. So people who are investing, so know that going in. They said, how much do you think you're going to need to retire comfortably? And the answer was $2.5 million. Of which, then they revealed that these people who are investors have saved about $300,000 up to this point. Mm-hmm. So they're about $2.2 million behind where they think they're going to need to be. Then, later in the article, it goes on, Fidelity says the average 401k account has about $90,000 right now. Right. These numbers aren't adding up. 
these numbers don't look good for retirement. No, it's it's kind of scary. They, no, there is a large amount of wealth in the Depression era that's going to pass to the baby boomers. That who knows how much that'll you know pass on to the next generation. I guess would be X or Y. Which one's next? Which one's after the baby boomer? X, Y, X, X. Okay. So. And, and you got to think of it, that you get the average balance in a 401k, but people tend to change jobs every two or three years. So that doesn't really have to do with what's in IRAs that are out there. Um, it's tough, Rob, because there's a, people are drastically undersaving for retirement. CDs and bonds are historically low yields. Okay. So it costs a lot more to retire. Even though the market's been doing really, really well, it costs a lot more to retire. Um you know, the good thing about it, we do have the, the millennials that are coming up. It's bigger than baby boom population, so I've heard. I haven't done the studies myself. I don't know how you measure that. but <laughs> Well, when you're talking about the millennials coming up, you know, they don't really trust banks. That's what, you know, the right. conventional wisdom is. They don't even think, like we've talked about before, they don't even like the term retirement in some studies. What's going to be fascinating about them is because they're eating so well, because they're saying no to frozen food, they're saying no to McDonald's, they're saying no, they're going to live longer. Yep. And a retirement issue is going to become bigger for them than it is for people my generation who are going to have heart attacks between the age 60 and 80. Cancer, basically at 80, we're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, because we didn't eat as well as they do. It's going to be interesting to watch. So Yeah, it is. Cause, because it's it's that generation that's pushing all of the things that are in our food in the United States that's eligible, that is allowed to be in the food here is banned in so many other countries in terms of carcinogens. So, yeah, we might see less and less cancer, so they're going to live longer. Is it, I think it's the Generation X kids are the only one that's that could not outlive their parents. I'm not sure which one it is because of obesity issues, but I think that's starting to change. Right. Uh, Morgan Stanley came out with... Wait, no. unless, unless you go to the airport or fly on a plane at any certain point in time, then you look around and say, okay, maybe maybe it's not going to change anytime soon. There's some big ones out there. It, it blows me away, the, yeah. the amount of... yeah. Um, again, I'm puffy, but I'm not a big one. So you're you're a healthy puffy. I run six miles a day. Yeah. So J.P. Morgan Asset Management came out with a guide to retirement, and on this chart, and it's tough to explain. I could send people the link if they want it. Uh, basically, you take your age and you take your income. So if you're 40 and making 200,000, then you have to take 200,000 times it by the number that's inside the chart. In this case, it says 3.5. And that's roughly the amount of money that you're going to need for retirement. So you make yep. 200000 times it by 3.5. So that's pretty easy to do. Six. That doesn't even sound right. $600,000, $700,000 retire? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think that I'm looking at the assumptions in this, and it looks like they're assuming maybe a little bit of Social Security. Um, I'm not sure what draw rate they're assuming in retirement. If it's the traditional 5%, I think that's too high. I think we've been talking a ton about that in terms of the 4 and 5% rule at age 65 in terms of, hey, if you can live off 5% of your portfolio at 65, you're fine to retire. Yeah, that's fine if you're going to die at 90 with the current interest rates on bonds. So so it, it goes to say that I, I think I hear a lot of assumptions like you're going to need eight times your salary before you retire. Yep. Sometimes as high as 10 to 20 times your salary. What would the number be that you say no, less than... Eight times? So if you're, is that at retirement? It's, it's so tough because I look at these tables and I look at how much detail we put into a financial plan and long-term projections in sure. terms of assumed tax rates. 
I mean, if you have a person, Rob, that retires, if they have 10 times their income, but it's all in IRAs or 401ks pre-taxed versus 10 times their income that's in stock or mutual funds that when you sell it, it's capital gains, right. it's a totally different situation. And charts like, charts like this also fail because they don't take into account where you live. So it's probably taken right. into account a much lower cost of living for the people in Iowa and, you know, um, <laughs> Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana. I, don't, I don't think you need a lot of money in Louisiana because you just go out to the creek and grab crawfish, pop them in your mouth, and that's lunch. <laughs> but anyway, it's complicated, to say the least. You just got the picture of the people that, what do you call that, where they fish by going underneath the clay bank and pulling pulling the fish out of underneath the clay, I don't know, <laughs> the shell fishing, I don't know what you call it, but look at catfish Cat, noodling, yeah. is that what it is? Okay, thanks, Brandon. The, the inflation rate, 2.25%. So, do you believe that term that everything returns to the mean? Yes. So that's not going to happen. I within, mean, if, within reason. Yes, I think there's periods. At some point, if we're going to return to the mean average inflation rate that we've seen over our lifetimes, I mean, if you if it ebbs and flows like it did in the late '70s, early '80s when inflation was double digit, versus you know pretty nil right now, except for healthcare costs. Healthcare costs are going at five to six percent. So. Inflation at 2.25 is a little bit low. I think that a chart like that at least gives a 30, 40, 50-year-old an idea of if they're even anywhere near close to retirement. Right. But if you're trying to use a chart or an online calculator to determine, hey, can I retire in two years, five years? Uh, you are doing yourself a big disservice because you could be surprised by all the nuances that you're not thinking about. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. While you're there, you can download a copy of his 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning PDF. Um, and he's going to be talking about that tonight in Walnut Creek at the Marriott, 630 to 9. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Basically, there are so many nuances to investing, and there's so many nuances to retirement I think you could do most of the wealth accumulation on your own. I don't think it's that difficult to teach those concepts. I think it is that difficult as a wealth manager. It just it gets, and again, I, I'm biased for sure, but I, I would rather you work with a professional than to run out of money way too early. Um, I can be honest. I can look at my mom and say, her retirement's not the greatest. It's okay. But that's because she's got my dad's pension and he passed away early. So they weren't living off two off one pension. They're living one off one pension. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little annuities. When they're right, when they're wrong. Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
I will be oot in a boot tonight with some Canadian friends doing the 10 Pillars Retirement Income Planning Seminar at the Marriott at Walnut Creek, 6.30 to 9. You can sign up for the event right now at robblack.com, Secrets to Tax-Efficient Investing, what you can do to maximize Social Security benefits, how to reduce the risk of outliving your savings, why you need to estimate your retirement expenses before you stop working. CFP Chad Burton will be there. I'll be there. Michelle Lerman will be there talking about creating a good legacy. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. One of the things I want to talk about, Chad, is annuities. It's an income tool in retirement, which we talk about at seminars. They're complicated contracts. They're huge commissions. Sometimes they're typically oversold. But let's talk about what is an annuity, who they're right for, and why are they so maligned in public for being bad products more often than not. Well, boy, this is and annuities are kind of one of the reasons I got into the 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 fee planning world, the fee only planning world versus commission world because I got into it and with my grandfather, he sold annuities and mutual funds at the banks for years, so when I f- first got into the business, that's what I was doing as well. Um but I was also majoring in engineering and math and I was very analytical, spreadsheets for days, right? And um you you find tools that you, you find times where there are uses for products. Like you and I talk about life insurance is not an investment for most of America. Yet it's There's, sold that way. Right. It's sold that way all the time. Now for very high income earners that can afford to put ten, twenty thousand dollars a year or more into certain types, there are some high net worth products that make sense as a bond alternative once a high net worth individual has done a bunch of other things. Just like annuities, there's places for retirees where annuities work. Where they're missold is a wealth building product. They are absolutely, in no way, shape, or form, a wealth building product. Um, the reason why is because any bells and whistles that they talk to you about when it comes to annuities, they, it comes with higher fees. Now, when you're dealing with a, a commission-based broker or somebody at the bank or a large brokerage firm, they're going to sell it to you very well because they put you in something that you can't get out of for seven to ten years. Because they get paid a huge commission on the front end, you have to stay there for a certain amount of time for the company to break even before you can leave. So there are no-load products that are available. And there's even some fixed and indexed annuities that can be attractive in certain points in time. Um, the, the, the tough thing is, is that 98% of annuities are really bad. So when you get the advice on the annuities, if you're getting the advice from somebody that charges you by an annual fee or an hourly fee, then you know that, okay, this can make sense. For example, where I use annuities in retirement right now is that we, we talk about all the time how low bond rates are. They're a third of where they were in 2007. Dividend yields and bonds are much, much lower than they were in the 90s when the 4% rule was created. So we have to use bond alternatives, and one of the good bond alternatives is if I've got a portfolio, one of my favorite portfolios for retirement is if you have three years' worth of expenses in cash and then the rest, like 65-35, 65% growth, 35% defensive. So what I could do now is take half of what my defensive positions would be, which would be bonds, and put it in a no-load variable annuity that allows half the money to be in equities and half in bonds inside of an account. But if that account, and you can draw you know, 4 to 6% out depending on your age, if that account ever goes to zero, the insurance company will continue to pay you for as long as you live, even if it's 120. And if you uh, have really, really good genes, didn't eat a lot of bacon, didn't smoke, kind of a thing, right? You know, they say you can eat up to seven pieces of bacon a day. Well, I bacon has a bad rap. I will test that. Okay. So 
I like the Trader Joe's turkey bacon. Amazon selling something. No. You go out and buy like a pork thigh. That would be called a pig. <laughs> well, no, you go, you go out and like buy a pork Amazon th- is selling pigs. Is that what you're telling me? No, but they're they're giving you a kit so that you can cure it. Uh, so you can buy a piece of pork at the uh, grocery store, yep. cure it, and then make your own bacon. Sounds one of the worst design gifts ever was an alarm clock that, as the alarm when you set the alarm, it automatically sets the bacon cooking yep. prior to that, so that when the alarm goes off, a shelf pops out, you have bacon ready right when you get up. I think that that's a problem. <laughs> I'm into it. So last thing on annuities, um, I think one of the things I don't like about them, and maybe you can talk about this, is there's some people in the financial planning industry that really don't belong. They're not you. They're not you know good people. They're not good solid people. They're they're kind of dumb. And mm-hmm. if their bosses tell them, hey, push this product, they go push that product. Yep. Um, and they make the money, and then the boss makes the money, and everyone seems to be happy. But it's not really for the client's best interest. No, I mean, example is I had a client that had a, a term insurance policy. Okay. And and it was a twenty year term policy that they bought, and they're really only going to work about five more years. They ended up working 10. Okay. So they get to the, t- the end of the 10-year term policy. Most term life insurance policies have give you the option to convert to a permanent policy. You're going to pay a lot more, but it's meant to last as long as you do, up to age 100, let's say, if you fund it enough. Right. So this person got to the end of the 10 years and looks like a really healthy person, eats fairly well, exercises regularly, not overweight or anything like that, had a uh, double bypass and and is still having blood pressure issues and everything else. So we decided, you know, to be safe. It's not a good investment for him while he's living, but it's a great investment for his kid to convert it to a permanent policy. So I had to work with the life insurance agent on what are we converting to? And it was pretty quick that the person didn't. We were, we were doing an indexed universal life policy where the cash value is based on the stock market. You can get a certain amount of the upside without any downside risk. Right. They didn't understand about the dividends. You don't get the dividends and that kind of a thing. Um, when you when you invest in something like an indexed product, annuity, or life insurance, you get a certain amount of the upside up to a cap. And in this case, it was a 10% cap, which is pretty good. So if the market goes up 20, you get 10. If the market goes down 20, you just get zero that year. And he was acting like this 10% was guaranteed. I, and I'm telling no, it's never guaranteed. The, your cap is not guaranteed. And yes, it is. Yes, it is. Even by email, he said it was. And they had to come back by email, CCing his manager saying, oh, I apologize. The cap is not guaranteed. So it was, it was a learning process for the insurance agent. And oftentimes people get into the business and they get sold by the companies they work for. And they're not doing something wrong necessarily. It's just that they're brainwashed. They don't really get that there's other things out there. They truly believe what they're doing is the right thing until they are in it for four or five years. They get educated on some of the other ways to do business and then then they get out. I actually like to find those types of planners to work for me. If I find planners that have been in the insurance industry before, they get their CFP and they realize that they don't want to be that the person. They want to be a fiduciary and be in the best interest of the client I like that because they're well-educated in the stuff that does or doesn't make sense in most cases. That's CFP Chad Birkin. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Now, let's talk about what you just brought up, uh, finding people to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, they do differ like golden clay, don't they? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yep. Um, and it's, it's interesting because there's a couple employees that you have that I really, really think are the salt of the earth. They're just the nicest, smartest people. Yep. 
Um, and I always like finding those people. That's one of the nicest things about living in the Bay Area is, and I live in a city where every person I meet, every you know, uh, male who goes to work, smarter than me. Yep. And like I'm the king of like Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm the smartest one there. Like <laughs> I can clean the shelves in Jeopardy there, but here not so much. Um. Anyway, um, the event tonight. It's the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar. It's Marriott, 630-9. Michelle Lerman's going to be there talking about creating your best legacy. And I have a great legacy story for you. Um, so I have a relative who passed uh, 90-plus years old. And there was a farm. There was an oil well. There was land in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So three heirs, one, two, three. Um, one of the heirs had passed. So it got split between her children. So two heirs plus two children. Um, two years after the estate has been settled and passed around, one of them is already out of money. And it was a sizable amount of money because... What did they do with it? Do you know? Bought a boat. <laughs> and there's pictures of... I laugh because that's where I waste so much of my own money. There's pictures of Captain Dandy. Now, what's even worse? That, okay, there's there's still an oil well. And oil's gone from 120 bucks a barrel down to... So they were spending 50. money like it was 120. Right. And uh, she is now asking the other heirs, let's sell the oil well, because she needs money. Because oh. she didn't buy the boat for cash. She put money down on a boat that has a loan on it. Yep. Fire sale. Captain Andy. Um, I find that just uh, one, of, one of the heirs has saved everything. Hasn't changed a thing. Still drives the same car. Yep. One of them went out and bought a $70,000 car. Um, not a $300,000 boat, $70,000 car. But spending money like it's... An inheritance. And you know the guy who, who accumulated all that wealth is in, in the ground rolling. Just mm. sad. Spends a whole life building up millions and millions of dollars of the state. You can learn so much from, from our family and what, what happens. I mean, a situation that, that we had. So my dad remarried when I was like two or three, right? Okay. So my, my stepmom, her parents had a place in Black Butte Ranch in Oregon. Yep. Awesome place. I mean... Even me and my kids have been going there for years and years and years. Well, she passes away. Um, so there's property taxes, there's maintenance, there's HOA and Blackie Ranch, right? It's a pretty nice place. Pretty cool. Not a lot of expenses, but one daughter couldn't handle it and wanted to sell. The other daughter couldn't afford to you know, buy it out. And they started getting mad because my parents wanted to buy them out, and it became this huge hassle. Um, sisters didn't talk for a year. It's better now, but the house is gone, Rob. The house was sold in like 2011 yeah. at a low, you know, at a at a point where it hadn't recovered there yet. And my kids miss it. I mean, they're like, when are we going back to Black Butte? Classic stories. Yeah. That's why you want to have a financial plan. That's why you want to have an estate plan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. And that may be a reason why you want to have a trust to dictate what happens when you do go. Find me online at robblack.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show and all the support through the years. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminars tonight at the Marriott at Walnut Creek. Come on out, bring your wiffle bats, because the human pinata, Chad Burton, will be there. Woohoo. CFP. And Rob likes hugs. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is people who cough a lot. Okay, you know what? And I, then shake your hand. You know who I don't like there? <laughs> the people that show up kind of late, five, ten minutes late, then they get in the back of the room and they've got like a Subway sandwich or something, <laughs> some sort of large food item. Or a grocery bag and they just put the cookies in there and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Orders. Chug a glass of wine and then back back at the exit door. Yeah. So anyway, um, Big event tonight. You can come out to 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar at the Marriott. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk about tax season. What is tax season? Is it like hunting season? Is it only certain parts of the year? It's something that if you have a designation called enrolled agent or CPA, you just dread. I feel so bad for my friends in the business this time of year. Why? Well, you get the you know corporate returns due mid-March. Okay. And then you got personal returns after that. So it's crunch time until April 16th. I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm not going to see my family. I'm not going to see my kids. I'm not going to go to any sports events for my kids until this is all over. It's I do, business. I do know one person who disappears like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they disappear again after that. They take a vacation typically. Right. So it's like if you have a friend that's a CPA, you don't see them March, April, or May. With that said, um, what do we need to know from the listener's point of view about tax season? Well, I, do, I, I love post-tax season because I get to take a look at returns. And there's so much that you can read from returns, like uh, you know lines 8, 9, and 13, and in terms of your dividends and interest that you're getting from an IRA. Or from not from an IRA, but from your overall investment account. So when I start the retirement planning process, the, the first two things that I need to look at are your expenses and your tax return. It's very telling. It it's cre- it starts the entire process of me or any of my CFPs saying, yes, you can retire, and here's how much safe money you need, and here's what your asset allocation looks like. Um, so you look at uh, your dividends and interest. You look at your Schedule D, which is your realized gains or losses. Does this person have any carry-forward losses that can offset gains. Is this person taking too much taxable income out of their taxable accounts? Do they need a total reallocation? Your large cap or your uh, taxable account should be mostly large cap, mid cap, and, and tax-free bonds. Um, then you can take a look at the Schedule E. Do they have real estate investments? And that's when you start doing an, an analysis of, are these properties very good? Just talking to a person that, you know, when they their um, renters were moving out, um, they've already had a huge gain on their condo in San Francisco. They're going to jack the rent up, and they're still only going to yield about 3%. You go to places like, um, you know. In, in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah. if You would have to put a gun to my head to want to get only 3% cash flow from a real estate property. Yeah. And then here's here's what could cause the real estate price. Have you seen the clips for San Andreas, the new movie with The Rock that's coming out? I have not. It, it's the San Andreas fault. It's the whole disaster of San Francisco. So it starts off with 
giant wave heading towards the Golden Gate Bridge. So for me to have, you know, 1.8 million socked away in, in real estate that was only paying me 3% yield, no thanks. You can go up to the Northwest and get, you know, 5 to 7% on high quality renters. You're not going to use the San Andreas as the reason. <laughs> You're not going to use a movie. I can't because the, the Northwest has a fault too. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, everybody's due. It's interesting. Um, I love the Bay Area, and I love the iconic Golden Gate Bridge, but I'm really getting tired of movies using that Golden Gate Bridge. Is, that's going to be the the site that gets destroyed. Shark, not Sharknado. Sharknado. No, the sh- um, giant shark versus octopus, octopus. or something like that. Yep. Yep. And a shark jumps over the Golden Gate Bridge and gets a helicopter in its mouth. Don't need to see that anymore. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, they're partying on the Golden Gate Bridge, tearing it up. It's overgrown. Yep. Um, and then you tell me San Andreas. I'm just, it's. Ti- I'm tired of the disaster films that that have to show that one monument right. being taken down. You definitely can't live your life like that. That's for sure. But yes. you can read a tax return. It's it's a book. It tells me how much. Um, once you look at a tax return, you can say how much taxable income is this person going to get, no matter what I do. Right? How much is is there itemized deductions? which then leads me to how much can I pull out of the IRAs each year in retirement and or convert to a Roth IRA. Um, and sometimes in multifamily planning, if we're dealing with wealthy individuals, we want to see the tax returns of the kids because we got to determine if, if what is your main goal? If you're trying to blend your wealth management with your estate planning, what is your main goal? Are you trying to pay the least amount of taxes over multiple generations or just your lifetime? What's your goal? Most individuals, it's it's over their lifetime because most people only have just enough to retire or not enough to retire. But there is it, it changes when you're dealing with a lot of wealth. All this from a tax form, huh? Yeah, very telling. With that said, I mean, there's a lot of people that you know will still do their own tax return or whatever. I've got a lot of training in taxes. I mentioned this before. I still have a CPA do my return because I can bet my I, I cannot stand our tax code. It is such a disaster. And so I would be the worst person to sit through an audit. I'd want my CPA there dealing with them because they're trained to do it. Audits are pretty... If I got audited, I, <laughs> it might get physical. I don't know. <laughs> Audits start pretty easily. It goes something like this. Mr. Burton, you provided taxes that we disagree with. This mm-hmm. is what we think you owe. Right. And most people just say, okay, you win. I'll pay it. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, never date an IRS agent and break up with her. Yeah. Advice That'll to get live you. by. And by the way, the IRS is not going to ever call you and demand that you make a payment right now or they're going to arrest you. That's a scam that unfortunately people still fall for, and I feel stupid saying it, but we have to say it every year because often seniors or people that are pretty naive, they get that phone call. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.